I'm what you might call a commitment phobic. Every relationship I've ever had included some kind of conversation about how we really don't need to be boyfriend and girlfriend, and we should just live our lives without labels. This is not entirely my fault. My dad left my mom for a man when I was three, and my mom fretted about it every day until I was 33. So I came to the conclusion that any relationship would inevitably turn me into a desperate woman like my mom, who made jokes with the hostess at Olive Garden about finding her a date at the bar and bringing him over to our table. Plus, my dad ended up taking his own life, which did not give me confidence in everlasting, unconditional love. Still, at some point, I realized I would need to use my uterus soon if I were going to use it at all. <laughs> and I made it my job to take dating a little more seriously. I created an Excel spreadsheet, an online profile, <laughs> and a checklist. He had to be funny, cute, self-aware, interested in helping the world, and he couldn't own any weird collection of swords or masks. <laughs> After 11 unsuccessful dates, I added Sam to my Excel worksheet. We did handstands in the street on our first date, and he took me on a tour of Gold's Gym in Venice, which was weird, but it was good weird. <laughs> In fact, he was just weird enough for a second date, and then a third, and soon enough, I was actually holding his hand in public. Yeah, I got hives, but I did it. <laughs> a year later, we moved in together. Yeah, I got hives again, but I still did it. I committed more than I had ever had before. But I knew what was coming, and just thinking about a ring gave me even more hives. I started adding to the checklist. He had to make a certain amount of money. He had to have a big family. I mean, once marriage is in the picture, the checklist matters even more. Sam had gone on 41 unsuccessful dates before me, so he was pretty sure I was it. I was the one with all the doubts and fears. And in order to be sure of him, I needed an emotionally and physically challenging experience that would test our love. So I pushed Sam into taking a bicycle trip from the top of Eastern Europe all the way to the bottom of Greece. We would hit 14 countries, cover 3,000 miles along the way. We'd camp, we'd see the world, we'd be outdoors for four months straight. We would endure emotional and physical tests that would surely let me know if I could endure marriage. <laughs> we began in the historic medieval town of Tallinn, Estonia. But it was cold and rainy, so for the first part of our bicycle trip, we took a bus. But then, we found a little bit of sun in Latvia, and we were off. We rode down tiny streets, across farms, next to cows, up hills, down ravines. We ate picnic lunches on the side of the road. This is great, I thought, I can do this for four months. But then it was time for camping. Neither of us had any experience, and we kind of didn't get it. It took an hour to light the camping stove, and after bicycling for eight hours, we didn't want to eat canned beans anyway. We were terrible at washing dishes, our clothes, and ourselves. And we always felt a little too vulnerable in our tent to actually get any sleep. So that made us on edge and fight about little things like who should hold the bag of cashews the next day. <laughs> it was uncomfortable, but that's what I wanted, right? The hard stuff that would give me answers by the time we got to Greece. As we headed into Riga, the Latvian capital, we decided to clean up and splurge on an Airbnb. The beautiful hot shower washed away the tent scub and mud caked on my legs. <laughs> Sam joined me, grinning. I thought he was interested in some non-tent sex. But no, he was grinning because he was holding a ring. The ring! <laughs> 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 
He said some words. I don't remember the words. I stared at the ring. He said some more words. I'm sure they were thoughtful and sweet words. I stared at the ring. <laughs> it's so big, was all I could say. <laughs> it was big. <laughs> it was a big pink Morganite stone. And if I were to put it on my finger, everyone would know that I was engaged. Engaged. Committed to marry someone. We were only two weeks into the trip. This was supposed to happen at the end, maybe. My mind was in a panic, but I looked into his sweet, grinning eyes and said, yes, of course I'll marry you. <laughs> it did feel exciting to be engaged, but for the next three and a half months, I had eight hours a day on a bike, alone with my thoughts, to contemplate whether or not I had made the right decision. What did it mean to say yes? Was I that kind of person? Was he the right guy? I mean, I thought back to my Excel spreadsheet. He was cool, but he had allergies. Uh. <laughs> when we crossed through fields of sunflowers in Poland, Sam had loud sneezing fits. I mean, loud sneezes. Many in a row. I mean, the kind where by the end, you don't say bless you anymore. You're just like, can you please keep it down? <laughs> Could I really marry someone whose sneezes were louder and longer than my orgasm? I don't know. <laughs> okay, I mean, maybe I could. In Hungary, we camped at a place on the side of a lake that thankfully had its own restaurant. Without complaining or bitching about the price, Sam made all three meals I accidentally ordered because I don't speak Hungarian. <laughs> that was nice of him. Maybe I could marry him. And then at sunset, when we waded deep into the lake to wash off the grime from the street, Sam pulled out another smaller ring that he'd bought in secret that day and proposed again. He bought a small ring because he listened to me. Still, alone on my bike, I wondered if I could actually come home to America and be someone's wife. The wife of a guy who likes reggae music? <laughs> Under a cherry tree in the Czech Republic, we came to the conclusion that we had no songs in common at all. It had been a month, and we tried to have sing-alongs down dusty roads. I'd start to sing Destiny's Child, and he wouldn't know the words. He'd start a reggae song, and I never knew it. Turns out there was only one song to which we both knew every single lyric. Garth Brooks, Friends in Low Places. And I don't even know how I know that song, so it doesn't count. <laughs> then there's the coffee issue. There were charming coffee shops all over Eastern Europe, but Sam doesn't drink coffee. Could I marry someone that doesn't drink coffee? I pissed on everything with my indecision. I monitored Sam's every sneeze, his every hair, his every move. I added so many things to my marriage checklist, it was now 10 pages long. And while I was judging him the whole time, he was simply loving me. He never once mentioned the disgusting heat rash I had all over my ass thanks to my bike shorts. <laughs> he didn't mind my constant body odor that permeated our tent. And while I was picking on him, he knew enough to stand up for himself, but also just to wait it out. He took time to stop and notice the small things. He fell in love with a river and forced me out of my funk to skinny dip in it. He rescued a cat in Slovakia. But most importantly, he took care of me. Even when I was bitchy and grumpy and hangry after an eight-hour ride, he would find a hotel on the map, guide us there, bargain for a room, bring in the bikes, lug up all 10 bags of gear, and let me shower first. This was after we quit camping, because camping was just too dirty. <laughs> Sam loved me at my worst, my absolute worst. This trip was supposed to show me his flaws and whether I could handle them, but it highlighted mine instead. 
And when comparing Sam's to mine, he's an angel. I'm a judgmental bitch. <laughs> it was in a stranger's house in Albania when I finally figured it out. This family waved us in off the street to share cans of Coke with them. And then they just stared at us as we sat in their living room. <laughs> I love that Sam and I were both intrigued enough to give it a try. And I love that we knew each other well enough to recognize the tiny twitch of the eye that meant, it's getting awkward, let's get out of here. <laughs> as we hightailed it down the gravel road on our bikes, laughing and singing Garth Brooks, I knew I'd made the right decision. Sam was just weird enough to get me. I came home from the trip, tan, from my thighs down, and solidly engaged with no more unnecessary judgments. I can't say that I'm 100% cured, I almost called off our wedding a few weeks before, but then Sam started drinking coffee, so I went through with it. <laughs> I'm still critical at times when I get scared, but I'm working on it. But I'm happily married. I'm wearing the big ring, and in September we'll be embarking on another extremely difficult and emotionally draining project, parenthood. Ah! <laughs> per usual, Sam is kind and gentle and present. He's been to every doctor's appointment, and I think he's even more excited than me about our upcoming girl. A baby is a huge commitment, and I'm going to need six more months to get used to the idea. I just finally got rid of the hives. Thank you.